Bravely Honest. I'm Carrie, and I'm here with Megan today. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, like, that's my tagline. Um, anyway, I just wanted to welcome you all. Thank you for joining us. If you are listening, then I'm sure you have found us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Um, and if you want to spread the word, that is where you can find us by um, searching clcfamily.church mm-hmm. and looking for Bravely Honest. Um, that's mixed in there with some other podcasts that our churches have launched recently. So, Feel free to listen to those as well. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Bravely Honest and Instagram at Bravely underscore Honest. And we have been really, thanks to Megan, stepping up our game and trying to get some just community going there. So we would yeah. love to see you there. We'll be posting um, just some prompts and other things to kind of get some conversations started. And we look forward to hearing from you. Um, but today we're excited. This is our eighth episode and we will be starting a series on love. We will. And we are calling it Get It, Give It, Live It. So we will just be exploring, um, you know, God's unending love for us, how we receive that, how we um, just embrace that by loving ourselves, by loving him, and by loving others. Mm -hmm. So um, just to get us started today, I will be asking Megan just a very general question. And it's hard in our culture because (laughs) there's a lot of different... um, explanations or, I don't know, I guess feelings when you talk about love. So if you would sum up love in just like a simple either sentiment or sentence, what would you say love is to you, Megan? Carrie, that's, I feel like that's not a fair question. <laughs> hey, it can be First anything. of all, I've been studying through all this stuff and like, um, oh, I just think that love is just such a misdefined ill-defined maybe that's a better no it's true um word in our culture and our society in our world um here's how i'm gonna answer this because i really i honestly don't know how to sum it up simply um i can say that i know i think that i could say what love is not which love is not a feeling love is not romantic and love is not conditional that's perfect i feel like you researched that that sounds very that actually was a makeup moment. Do you ever have makeup moments? I do. Like I have like revelations as like I'm washing my hair or I'm doing makeup and then, you know, I do have I, my mind wanders and, and people wonder why I'm in the bathroom washing my face for 18 minutes. That's I mean, why? Also because it's probably like the only place we can go in our homes. That's and very peace. true. I just read something the other day. Why do people have to get ready for bed? You just I'm ready all day. But it's, it takes me like 30 it's minutes to get ready for, to bed. Get ready like, for bed. I have to get myself ready to crawl in that bed. Yes. I always get so angry because like Mike goes in, brushes his teeth and like then he hops yes. in bed and he turns off all the lights and I'm like, I have like another 10 yes. minutes. I have, I have to my moisturize. face to do. I have my hair mask to put on. I have my gloves to wear. Do you wear, do you wear the gloves so your hands are smooth? So I haven't yet this winter, but sometimes I have to. I put really like gross, nasty lotion on and yeah. then I put my white... Jeff calls me Minnie Mouse. <laughs> but I have, my hands just get really dry. You should okay. put a bow on. Stop. You know? We're jumping. You didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you what love means to me. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I always divert from us. For me, love, like you said, is not a feeling, but I do feel like it takes it away from me. So whatever that is, hmm. it's. It's a selfless act, I guess. So whether it's with yeah. my kids or my husband or my yeah. friends, it's taking the um, focus away from myself and looking outwardly. Um, yeah, focusing less on my own needs and looking 
out for others if that makes yeah that's any good. kind of sense but i also love coffee i do too um and so, we're yeah. set with that i might add for this podcast so we will try to speak yes. clearly well before we jump into scripture that we'll be focusing on for the next four episodes i guess um i kind of wanted to just read through some of the i don't know cultural definitions of love yeah. just because yeah. I think it shows how much we abuse the word. Yeah. Something that was taken um, from something so divine and holy mm. to something that we just throw around so lately. Mm. Like like I just said, we love coffee. Really we love good. our spouse. Well, I mean, do I love coffee the way I love my spouse? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, some days more, but. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So these are kind of, I mean, true, but kind yeah. of funny too. Yeah. There's three pages of them. Three pages of screenshots, so Holy it's a Lord. lot. Um, okay, love. The noun version is mm-hmm. a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. So, you know, love for a child, love for okay. a parent. Um, attraction based on sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to leave that there. we got to keep this PG. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Three, affection based on admiration. So friendships. Um, an assurance of affection, like when you give someone your love. A warm attachment, the object of attachment, a beloved person. Oh, British says used as informal term of address. I'm going to leave that there too. Oh, like um, my love. Yes. Hello, love. Hello, love. Um, unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. So a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, it does mention God here. The fatherly concern of God for humankind. Mm-hmm. Brotherly concern for others. A person's adoration of God. Oh, let's see. It mentions love affairs. And finally, a score of zero in tennis. <laughs> That's funny. So, that's yeah, just a funny ending. Funny. I okay. always thought that was funny. Um, but again, like I said, I think, I mean, I do it. I think we all do it. We, mm-hmm. we use love in so many mm-hmm. different forms mm-hmm. that I feel like it kind of lose its, loses its sacred meaning. It does. And I think it that's, does. that's kind of what we're trying to do. And we're trying to get... we, it's so hard to, I mean, it really, there's a lot of stuff with what God intends for us to know about love. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to jump into the scripture. Do you care if I do? Yeah, that's where we want to So end. we're going to read, I'm, I'm going to warn you, hang with us through this because we're actually going to read 14 verses. Um, but we felt like this was really what we want the next four weeks to be about is di- kind of diving into all of this. And we will try um, to read it every episode because I feel like it is definitely like the glue that kind of holds all of this yeah. conversation together. Yeah. So bear with us. Um, so it comes from first John four, seven through 21. And it says, um, <laughs> sorry, my phone's going off in the background. Okay, here we go. First John four, seven through 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. 
If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. This is verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect fear, I'm, I'm sorry, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made in, perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And that's from the NIV. And um, as I was studying through this, there was several things that are repeated a couple of times throughout that I just wanted to call attention to. Um, one is that we actually get the definition of love. And it is really simple and yet really complex all at once, which is God is love. It's mentioned in verse 8. It's mentioned again in verse 16. Um, and so I think a lot of times in our culture you hear, like, love is love. And that's not meant to be against any, like, sect or organization or um or any group of people, but love, love is love is a lie because that, that means that it's based solely on our perception of what love is, which usually is a feeling or a security or an attraction. Um, and this tells us in scripture that God is love. That is the truth. God is love. And so if God is love, we have to know God in order to know love. Um, the other thing that is mentioned four times in this pass these passages is that he loves us. Um, it says he loved us, so God loved us uh, in verse 16, the love God has for us. And then again in verse 19, because, first, because he first loved us. Um, another thing is that three times he tells us that he sent his son. Two of those times are... Um, that he sent it, his son, his one and only son. The second time is he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice. Um, and then the third time, the father has sent his son to be the savior. So not only did he send him, he sent him as a sacrifice and he sent him to be the savior of the world. And he also mentions that he has given us the spirit. And then the other thing that's in here multiple times is just um, what we'll get to as we progress through these weeks, which is the loving one another. He starts at the very beginning, dear friends, let us love one another. We ought to love one another. Verse 12, love one another. Um, verse 20, forever doesn't love their brother and sister. And then in the last 21, anyone who loves God must also love others. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot yeah. packed into love. There is so much. And I think the first thing I think in that that really sticks with me that is just so amazing. You know, we talk about the Trinity. We're taught the Trinity mm -hmm. at a young age. And I'm sure at some point I've studied and, you know, we learn this, but to see love in all three of those aspects. Like it, mm -hmm. God was very intentional about, you know, God himself is love. Mm -hmm. And then he sent his son in a physical form of love. Yes. To be 
a person, like a figure to show that love, like just the Mm -hmm. unconditional flawless love. Mm -hmm. That was the physical form. And then he left the earth and we have the spirit that lives within our heart. So we have that love inside of us Mm -hmm. that we can activate. We can choose to activate by receiving Christ to then live out that love. Yeah. And I just, I just think it's so cool if you look at it like that, you know, that he, he took the physical, the spiritual and himself as God to be those mm-hmm. forms of love. Mm-hmm. Um, it and- explains a lot. As you say that, actually, if you think about how we skew it, like he physically sent his son. And so there's a lot of physicalness that we mm-hmm. um, want to want to relate to love. Right. And that we can misconstrue as love. Right. Um, and then there's a lot of like spiritual aspects mm-hmm. of love that it's this feeling and right. it should make me like feel warm and fuzzy. And, and, and he sent us his spirit. Right. Um, yeah. I think we put our worldly kind of take on those yes, things yeah. and they can be the wrong way. In yeah. fact, one of the things when I was studying through, I wrote down is, I mean, it's very simple. It just says God's plan for us is to receive his love, love mm-hmm. ourselves in a godly way, love him in return, and then love all people. And the two things that I underlined was in a godly way. Mm-hmm. So it might be a feeling or an action or all of these things, but his instruction is to do it in a godly way. So mm-hmm. it's a constant reminder to go back to what his idea of this love was, um, and then to love all people. Mm-hmm. But that's not our worldly view of love. That's that divine love from him. Yeah. Um, so I think it, you know, it, it does take some understanding. Like you said, love just isn't love. Like you have to receive Christ in order to experience that divine, unconditional, sacrificial love. Um, And I think because God is love and God created all of us, right? mm -hmm. So I think sometimes the argument comes like, well, this person doesn't even believe in God and they do a lot of loving things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying that they don't. I mean, I, but I, I still believe that the reason that they're able to do those loving things, whether they realize it or not, is because they are a creation of God and God is love. And so in, in the very sense of how he created us, it was for good. Mm-hmm. What we, what we have to add to that is for good and his glory. Exactly. I think, I think it was Rick Warren. One of the things that I came across in reading, I think Rick Warren said it like, you can go to church, you can worship, you can pray, you can do all of those things mm-hmm. and never experience God's love until yeah. you accept him in. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, and even sometimes, you know, working at a church, I can kind of, I don't want to say get into that trap, but you're serving others. you, you know, you're serving the church, you're serving in this capacity. And so it's like, I'm doing all the right things, but right. is my ultimate goal? Sometimes you can lose sight of why yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Um, well, also to realize that like on the flip side of all that, I'm sorry, am I kind of off? No, go ahead. No, I feel like I say, um, and I'm going to say something, but you go. go um, I remember in being in college and I had like a little poster up of the first Corinthians 13, four through six. And I had this friend and he was like super spiritual, like, um, and he was like, if you, I, I, I'm not going to read directly from this, from the text, um, from the scripture, which is first Corinthians 13, but it's, that's the one where love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It isn't proud. Doesn't dishonor, not self-seeking, not easily anger, keeps no records of wrong. Doesn't delight in evil, rejoices in the truth. Love always protects, trust, hopes, perseveres. And he was like, well, do you feel like you've ever really been in love? Cause that, have you ever like done all of that? And I was like, oh gosh, like, I guess, I think we were talking about like an old boyfriend and he was like, were Mm -hmm. you in love with him? And I was like, of course I was, I was 16. (laughs) Of 
Taurus. He's my first true love. Oh, and then he was a psychopath. But anyways, that's another story. Um, but here's the thing. When you start to realize that God is love, I, I start to realize, I mean, at least that was a revelation for me when I got older. Because I honestly, at that point in time, as a 18 year old right. didn't really know how to answer that and started questioning like uh I guess it wasn't love like I don't yeah I mean he didn't protect me and he didn't he wasn't not envious and he he was definitely not self-seeking jealous. and um but when you see it as that point of as God is love like I am not love <laughs> Megan is not love <laughs> if you live with me for a while you will realize that <laughs> however if I make it a point to try to be more like Mm -hmm. God, like Christ, um, he will continue to transform me, but I'm not perfect. So I'm always going to, um, I'm always going to fail in that. And I, I've been reading the power. Well, I just started, I haven't been reading, but I started reading the power of a praying woman because I had been reading. Oh, I forgot all those books too. Um, I had been reading the power of a praying wife, which is excellent by the way. Um, but in that part where it says always that those last four protects, trust, hopes, and perseveres, those truly are attributes of even what the scriptures refer to as God. I mean, God has a lot of names in the Bible, but even, you know, protects in Psalm 144 too. He is my loving God, my fortress, stronghold, deliverer. So he's, he's our shield. He is referred to as our shield. Um, he hopes Psalm 71, five, you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth perseveres in Isaiah nine, six. We usually think that of this as like the Christmas verse, but he'll be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace of the greatness of his government and peace. There will be no end. So I to think me, that's, that's good, perseverance. Yeah. I think that's I mean, a good reminder too, because we invest so much on the love in our time on earth, we invest mm. so much in our family mm. and our friendships and even the material things that we love. And that will all one day come to an end. And yet how much are we spending investing in understanding who God is, our faith for him, his love, because that is never ending. Yeah. So we have, you know, we have a choice. And like I, like I mentioned, you, you can do, you can think you're doing all the right things, but until you have that personal relationship with God to experience that love, mm-hmm. that is the love that will carry us through. And you know, it's silly, but you mentioned boyfriends, like breaking up with mm-hmm. a boyfriend or whatever it is, a small, large, whatever, like that hurts. It hurts mm-hmm. when love comes to an end mm-hmm. or even if it's not love, any of those kind of feelings around that. Yeah. And like you said, that's not, that's not what I guess the ultimate love that we should want to experience is. And so when things fail or things fall, we still have God's love. Mm -hmm. And so if we can kind of strengthen that relationship and seek that out first, then I think when we do experience those hurts and trials too, then we we do have that consistently forever and ever and ever. And the other thing too, that (laughs) I was looking up kind of synonyms for love and the compassion kept coming up. Mm. And so I looked it up and it says that compassion comes from two Latin words, meaning to suffer with. And mm. I was just thinking like God's sacrifice, you know, Jesus sacrifice dying yeah. on the cross for our sins. Um, and the suffering that, and that's truly what it means. Like it seems, I mean, it seems kind of scary in the Bible when it says like that you'll die to self. Mm-hmm. Um, and, because Jesus died for us and then we're supposed to die to ourselves. But the suffering 
Like we want to see that as such a negative thing. And yet it's a really beautiful thing because when we die to ourselves, we allow um, some really great things to come out of that. Right. And I think of that even, um, I mean, as we, I mean, since we're bringing up old boyfriends, um, Are we going but there? you don't think, no, we're not, we're not actually. Um, but I think so often, like I was thinking in my mind, like, oh, if my, my, you know, 16 year old self only knew what I know now, but don't you feel like God uses all of those moments in such a great way? I mean, if Absolutely. I had, and I hadn't gone through that stuff, right. There's a lot of things I wouldn't have ever realized. Right. I mean, yeah, if we're going there. Yeah. I mean, I had a similar situation. And when you're in it, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. And you feel it so strongly. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, like, this is it. Like, this is going to happen. And mm-hmm. my parents being like, honey, <laughs> this is not love. <laughs> you know, you're 16. But at yeah. the time, it's just, again, you're so blinded by it. Yeah. But then when you're out of it, yeah, you grow. You can choose to grow from it. Or Remind you can hurt me forever. of this since I have a. 14 and a half year old who will soon okay. probably be going through this. That. I will. I will. Yeah. Thankfully, oh. I mean, hopefully you can get to a point where she at least trusts your opinion a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not. And I even think, you know, in my marriage now, sorry, Jeff, <laughs> like early you named on, him too. No, I know. he's out there and I love him cause he, he listens. Thanks, bud. <laughs> but early on, like, mm. At the time, it was, and I've mentioned this to you before, every argument or up or down or whatever, it was all about me and how I felt mm. and what I wanted and what I needed. And I didn't see that at the time. It was just looking outwardly. It's like, you're hurting me. You're doing this. And, um, you know, just just in that kind of immature early stage of our marriage, mm-hmm. it was always pointing fingers. And, you know, I look at us now and while, you know, our relationship isn't perfect, like no one's is, um, but even, you know, in little times of conflict or whatever, mm-hmm. for the sake of just peace in our home, it's really trying to see the other side. And yeah. I think that takes, I don't know. Discipline. It takes discipline. <laughs> it takes it takes just learning more that you love that person so much that I can sacrifice being right in that moment. like, Or whatever yeah. it is. And I keep focusing, too, on... Just in other things that we've kind of gone through, Mm -hmm. you and I individually, together, whatever, um, just really trying to understand that people react based on what they know, what their experiences are, how they've been hurt. Mm -hmm. And so if you can kind of, I don't know, just, it is hard, but before you react or before you speak or before you even act, is just to understand, I might not agree with what you're saying, what you're doing, but... You were not brought up the way I was. You were not reacting the way that I was. You didn't have these experiences or maybe hurts that I had, or maybe you had it worse. I don't know. But they're reacting based on what they know. And we all are at different places. So again, I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to try to even understand it. But just to recognize, I think even that is an act of love. Just recognizing we're at different places. Mm -hmm. Like we might not ever come to an agreement on whatever it is, big or Mm -hmm. small, but I'm going to let that there. Yeah. And you have every right to feel that way. I don't. Right. And let's move on for the right. sake of whatever. Right. Um, and I, I want to see the good in people. Like I right. really do. And I, I feel like if we just spent more time looking at the attributes of people rather than the things that separate us too. Yeah. And I, 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 I all think that is like, God is love. He wants us to love. That's not saying accept or it's not, 
you know, there's so many different areas that we could delve into, but I want to love you like right where you are Mm -hmm. and whatever else is between you and God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's perfectly put. And you just have to remember, um, what your place is in all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, I, I think at the core of love, it's, there's so many dangerous ways that you can love people that actually are pulling you into a really dangerous spot. Right. And at the core of love that that's not what it is. That means that you are growing closer to God and, and someone else is as well. And so if that's not happening, I think you're right. Where you go, like you are where you are. And, and I, I love you where you are. That doesn't mean that I have to be in that same place. Right. As you. Exactly. And yeah. we talked about that. I think it was our very first episode, just being bravely honest Sometimes love means speaking truth, speaking God's truth. And it might, I don't want to say hurt someone. It might, it might hurt someone, you know, and that clearly is not the intention. But when you're sharing it from a place of, I believe in God, I believe he is like everything. And if I'm speaking from that place of God's love and maybe like I said, it's not always our place to share. And I think God gives us that discernment, but I also think speaking God's truth well, it delights, it rejoices in the truth, right? right? Love rejoices in the truth. It doesn't delight in evil. Right. And so if you feel, and I'm not saying that like, you know, everyone is living in evil, but there are evil things that have happened in people's lives mm-hmm. or things that are not of God that have happened. Right. I think sometimes when you say evil, like, you know, I don't know what the first thing that comes to mind is like Maleficent standing in yeah. the background. Oh like, <laughs> but I mean, Satan is deceiving and it doesn't take, I mean, I think there's that great thing where he doesn't have to destroy. He just has to distract. And if there's things in your life that you're still allowing to be distractions that are not of God, then that's time to pull away. That is, we cannot delight in that. So we do have to speak truth sometimes um, and rejoice in the fact that there's hope in that truth. And that's how you pull out of it. So, right. um, Should I go into God's honest truth? Yeah, I think that would be good. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this one. Thanks for hanging in there because we had a a lot of scripture. (laughs) We always joke at our – we're we're coming along. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, So we're going to just use – let's see, 1 John 4.10, which is just one of those passages. So it says, this is love, not that we loved God – but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so um, that's our God's honest truth today. I hope that you know that. I hope that you know that you are loved by God. I hope you know that that you are the reason why God sent his son. Um, And so we just want to invite you to join us again for the rest of February. We'll release a new episode every Thursday. Um, And we just want to thank you for joining us. And remember to be strong, be brave, and be fearless. 